and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, our second one for this week, and I would like to begin with a question. This is an important question. I don't know whether this happens to you or has happened to you, but now two days in a row, two days in a row, and this isn't the first time this has happened. Uh, yesterday, there's an envelope in my mailbox, and it says escrow on it, and it's got the uh, two checks in it, and I have no idea what this is. We're not selling our house. Yeah, it's not up for sale. How many no years? Is it, how many years has it been since you dealt with escrow? No, but, no I Why is this? Who is so? I had to open the. I I couldn't not open the envelope. I just couldn't leave it there. Sure. Right. So I had to open the envelope, and uh, there were two cashiers' checks made out to my next door neighbor, who is a lawyer. And does real estate closings. Okay. Well, that's so that, handy. That's funny. So I, I, I uh, took it over to her immediately, uh, and that was the end of it. Fine. It, it happens. Yeah. Today. Yeah. There's a package. There's a box, a, you know, a little box outside. And uh, uh, Jane gets all excited and says, I got a package. And uh, opened the door, and I brought it in. And it's addressed to the house next door. You know, I'm 03. This is 05. Okay. Um, this, this happens a lot. I mean, now maybe with more packages. But in my entire life, no one has ever come to me from another house and said, Brad, I got something that's yours that was addressed to me. It was incorrectly delivered to me. So how is it that that's never happened in reverse? I don't know. Every pack, every piece of mail, <laughs> it always comes. But so what I, I believe that I'm probably anywhere from uh, 0.01 to 0.03% down in lifetime mail and everyone sucks, and no one ever has brought it to me. It's, it's all you. You're, you're the only one who does this. I'm the only one. I'm the only guy who, who does that. Could you do I'm the, the, the very flattering imitation of the mother of your children? Ooh, there's a box. <laughs> what was that again? Uh, hey, there's a package. <laughs> more, yeah. more flattering. Yeah, that's kind of Letterman-esque, isn't it? That's, that's exactly kind of, what that's it kind was. Of this is a woman that went to medical school. Someone has a medical degree. I know, but when it comes to getting packages delivered, she just turns she just into... a doofus down the block. She just <laughs> right. doesn't. I love that. That's oh boy, good. I, got, I got a package. Why don't you bring it in? Why don't, why don't you bring it in? She, why don't you bring it in? She, you know, she went through internship and all this shit, and she had to sleep on the this. floor and all this. But no, oh, old package. <laughs> Well, now, now to, to be to be serious, and, and we have said this uh, several times over the last few years. In a day, I'm in one way, I'm glad that that her her parents, her mother's still alive, but she is completely out of it. Right. Yeah. And and her father died about ten years ago. Right. And, and we've said I'm I'm pretty glad that he isn't here to have to be saying over and over again. You mean I escaped the Nazis? For Trump, 
<laughs> escape the Nazis. Oh, but there were, but but there were the United States, so, the, so that there would be Trump. <laughs> but there were there were people who said, "I'm gonna I I outlasted Hitler. I will outlast this guy. I, no matter what, I will die right. the day after he leaves. I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's one hour after he gets on his stupid you know plane to go down to Mar a Lago. I yeah. will outlast this son of a bitch." All right. Well, you you, you brought up the latest. Uh, why is someone? <laughs> X dead and so why is Larry King dead and Limbaugh still alive? <laughs> you gotta, Larry you King should have definitely outlived Limbaugh, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. We, that, we that was not fair. That's not you, fair. You know what we didn't miss is the, what we missed yesterday and we didn't get to the obvious elitism of Joe Biden and wearing a Rolex and having a Peloton. Right. Yeah. Huge, huge, massive scandal in American history as people are having instant buyer's remorse over our new president. Right. Because okay. he now, of course, the, the answer is nobody really is. Okay, remember that. Remember, you got to be careful when you say that. No one, no one really is. I thought the I New York Times New- thickly enough. I know, but but the New York Times did one article pointing yeah. it out and almost doing. Oh, we said all these things about Trump, so now we have to find something. They're what about themselves? Biden. That's what they're doing, right? right. Um, but then when I read that, I went and looked up and spent a little bit of time on the history of presidential watches. All right. And, uh, it turns out that the, uh, two presidents previous to Trump, and of course, Trump had a couple of expensive watches. He had a Rolex yeah. and a Philippe Petit and, you know, a, so yeah, it's, a, it's Paddock Philippe, whatever it is. Paddock Philippe, the guy, was, the guy was the guy was president of France, right? It's, a, it's the most. It's really kind of the most expensive watch. Is the Paddock Philippe? It's right. the king so, of all of them. So, so Trump had the. And by the way, Trump is stupid enough to play golf in in a, in a Rolex. Okay, mm-hmm. anybody. And I'm not serious about golf at all. I don't play that often. I've mm-hmm. played probably for five years. So since we've gone through, since we've gone down the the watch rabbit hole, what did, what did the right, article? Oh wait, wait, I would who not you you don't play with a watch. It's stupid. It does it's seem just, like a not smart thing. It's not a smart thing. But anyway, so so the the, the presidents right before um, Trump, who Obama and uh, George W. Bush apparently on purpose would wear a Timex or a, a, a very mainstream Seiko, uh, one of those. Uh, Right, one of those kind of watches because they just didn't want this article that showed up in the New York Times this week about this. And and it, it, but you go back before that, and uh, Johnson and yeah. uh, particularly John F. Kennedy was apparently gifted an an inscribed, I think, Rolex. Yeah. From Marilyn Monroe, and the first thing he did was it was like a hot potato. He got rid of it fast. Oh, yeah, you go down to the pawn shop, you go down to the Vegas pawn guys, and get rid of that. He gave it to somebody on his staff, and I guess it did end up through the uh, auction process. I, I think it's oh, a, that's cute. It, it's one of those. He gives it to Bill on his staff. Bill goes home and goes, "What? I, I want to bang you." Signed, MM. What? Right, right. But how did that work? Um, I mean, the fact is, Joe Biden is fucking 78 years old. He has been in in public service and made a a fairly decent salary for Mm -hmm. 40 or 50 years, and he has a decent amount of money. I know he's worth several million dollars as, you know, 
a person is supposed to be if they've done that, if they've yeah. played their cards right and, and saved their money and, and haven't been in it. And he is entitled. He is allowed to get that watch. And that cannot, it should not be then transmitted into, well, how can he talk about poor people? How can he, he can't, it doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. What was the way. thing early on in the, the Obama administration, he went to the burger place and he wanted Dijon mustard on his burger and Sean Hannity played that up for forever because he was, that meant he was so out of touch with America that he right. wanted Dijon mustard on his burger. I mean, if you take this to its logical end, then we really do want a guy who looks like Jim Ignatowski from Taxi living in a box the great on the street yeah. with, with, with no home, and that way he will be more sensitive to uh, the plight of the uh, unemployed right. and those who are having a difficult right, because anyone else above that just can't relate. Because as you know, Joe Biden was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. His father gave him four hundred million dollars over the years to bail him out over and right because remember no if you think about it did anybody ever talk about Trump and his personal spending while he was president not much really no, no. because you know what he did this bizarre thing at the beginning he made those comments intimating that oh the White House is a shithole it's a dump. That's compared right. to where I've lived. That's right. And, and you know what? Well, that decided that because we had to, to, to then listen to four years of think of what I gave up. Think of the, the great life I had. And well, he they, said they, it they that would, way. They he would said, say that to you all the time. He, he takes $1 in salary or he donates his entire salary. He doesn't need this. He loves the country so Meantime, much. He he shake he he shook down the uh, the sheik of shitville in uh, Saudi Arabia to yeah. uh, rent out uh, uh, four hundred rooms at uh, ten thousand dollars a night and pocketed right. that money. But at least he didn't take the government salary and spend it. Right? I mean, right. people are the the the, the uh, cognitive dissonance in excusing and allowing Trump not just for oh just trying to overthrow the entire country. To look the other way on everything, everything that he did is so infuriating. And, and that's why it's just double infuriating to read this kind of thing about Joe Biden, the guy who took the Amtrak train from Delaware to the Capitol uh, every day. For I think the, the, cher the cherry on top of the idiot Sunday was, did it turn out that, that the watch was his late son, Bo Biden's, and he wore it in remembrance of his son? I think that's I, what I, we, we eventually found out. I wouldn't doubt it. I so, it's, not, it, again, you know, if you'd like to, if it, yeah. And, you okay, know, so I guess his, 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 his son must have been on the take. His son must have been stealing, right? Well, it wasn't just Hunter, it was Bo. And, and by the way, how elitist is he? for having a dead son. You know how many Americans wish they had a dead son? He's out there parading it around like some rich asshole. I can't believe it. You know, it it's just the, the stupidity of all this is amazing to me. Right. And the Peloton. Oh, my God. The Peloton, the Peloton, the Peloton, the Peloton. Right. He, right. Oh, my God. He bikes, and when he can't bike, he's got this thing that's connected to the Internet. And, my God, how can the, the gun-toting folks down in Valdosta, Georgia, how could they possibly relate to this well, man? Britt, if he really cared about the people he would be uh, uh strapping on every morning a couple of uh running shoes and head him heading towards southeast washington 
where the real people, not Northwest Washington, where the white yeah. elites live, but Southeast Washington, Southwest Washington, the the uh, the the other side of town, to show that that he was uh, with the people. I mean, again, I, I'm I'm glad you brought this up because it really, really is just stupid. It is just <laughs> stupid. It really is. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, then the most important thing we need to do is not try Donald Trump for trying to overthrow the government and allow him to run again. So we can have a a real blue collar billionaire as our president who can relate to us. Holy shit. Holy shit. We're in trouble. We do this all the time, though. We do this. This is a classic thing that we do, isn't it? All right, you know, let's uh, let's talk about really what the most important thing is of the day, which is Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, being kicked off of Twitter. Also, now oh, he's now, he's uh, he's officially been added to the the uh, permanent shit list well, of being tossed from Twitter because he would not. And by the way, to this day, to the stories you'll read today about him being kicked off, he says, "I will not give up my statements about the election being." A fraud. Yeah. So that's why Twitter kicked him off. And that leads you all the way around the corner back to Rupert Murdoch, that piece of shit. Boy, you talk about why isn't he dead? Holy crap. Would you go already? Would you go already? You're dead. He, he put he he gets out there the other day and uh, speaks to the world. And by the way, it's difficult for Rupert Murdoch to get his message out because, as you know, cancel culture has not allowed conservatives to speak anywhere. They can't get their message out. You can't hear them. You don't know what. Yeah, you don't know what Josh Hawley wants, right? Have they taken away the Murdoch family's Twitter account? Because without that, I think the guy is just he's emasculated. He's he's impotent. There's nothing to the guy. And so he he he's got a three word phrase, and they are eating it up. What is on Fox? It's called awful. Woke orthodoxy, the awful woke orthodoxy, the AWO of, of speech suppression yeah. that ties into cancel culture yeah. and a wave of censorship. And this is their new thing right now. And mm. remember, uh, I have to keep pointing this out because we're uh, only at the uh, three week mark of the attempted destruction of the United States government, the hanging of the vice president in front of the Capitol, and the hostage-taking and probable murder of dozens, hundreds of members of Congress. We're we're only three weeks away from that. And uh, the pivot over there in right-wing media is... We can't get our message out. They're not allowing us. Uh, There's a new totalitarianism in this country. And it wasn't the totalitarianism that Donald Trump was going to uh, inflict on the country in the second four years of his presidency that he had already paved the way by gutting the the federal government from top to bottom in every agency, by by stacking the courts, by doing all. You know, it's because fucking my pillow guy is not on twitter that's my the danger to my pillow life. guy <laughs> <laughs> that's great okay now now if he comes back and tries to open an account as my mattress guy oh, uh, will they catch that i think they will i think they, they would yeah i think they'd nail but, that but of, of all people rupert murdoch who if, if i can be really flippant about it controls more speech than maybe any person on earth 
Is that fair? Uh, Individually. It's up there. Yeah. But but between all of his networks, and I think I said this last week or the week before, and uh, I repeat it because uh, other people have said it in the last few days, and I always feel good when I think of something and then I hear it somewhere else. I love to have my thoughts reflected back to me. Sure. That's the important thing. That's the only thing that matters. Um, But the biggest mistake that the United States has made in immigration wasn't Ronald Reagan being soft and uh, essentially legalizing a couple million people back in the 80s. It, it, it wasn't uh, what happened in the uh, the 90s and into the 2000s where George W. Bush was trying to cut deals on it. It, it, it wasn't even Trump. It wasn't even Trump uh, trying to build a wall. It was letting Rupert Murdoch become an American citizen in 1985. It was giving him citizenship so that he could start buying up uh, uh, television stations across the country. And that was the beginning, 1985. And, uh, uh, you know, a, a few years later, you had Fox Network. You had Fox Television Network, and then you had Fox News by the mid-'90s. And, uh, and, and here we are. And it's because Rupert Murdoch got the waiver to uh, start buying up properties, and he had to be an American citizen to own media properties. So if if that wouldn't have happened, if there would have wa- uh, been a wall built around him in Australia, then uh, we might be in a very different place these days. It's kind of kind of weird. It's only been 35 years since Rupert became an American citizen. But here he is lecturing the rest of the world on, on freedom of speech when he has uh, undermined democracy now in the United States. Awful book what? What what is it? The awful woke. What do they call it? The off the uh, AWO is what it what it turned out to be. Yeah, it's the awful woke orthodoxy. They just came up with this, and they're they're running with it. They think this is the oh, greatest. They're running with it hard. Yep. Yep. Well, God bless. Yep. Oh, uh, you know, there's a I when you brought some of that stuff up, it reminded me. There's a great uh, podcast from Axio called Axios called How It Happened. It's Jonathan Swan. And it goes through uh, the denial of the victory by Joe Biden, by Donald Trump. And it goes inside the White House, inside the residency. And it goes through. uh, They've done two parts so far. One of them is election night itself and the strategy of lying about that. And now they've gone through the legal team. And then they're going to continue to go on to Donald Trump fomenting insurrection and violent overthrow of the government. It's, It's very good. There's some inside detail that no one was aware of uh, that he's come out with. And it's, 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 it's real good. It's called how it happened from, from Axios. Apparently as far as the legal team goes, he had the, the real lawyers who were still awful people like that Jason Miller guy, right? Well, he, I don't think he's a lawyer. I think he's an idiot. No, no, he's no lawyer. I don't think he was part of the legal strategy and he was kind of running the actual people. And then you had, the people who like to smear shit on the walls, like Rudolph Giuliani and Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood. And this group over here, the Jason Millers, were trying to keep this group over here from smearing shit all over the place. I have a question. And the law. They, they, they were at the White House election night? Uh, the, I'll tell you who was at the White House they election night. This is a diamond and silk. We're at the White House on election night for the party. Oh. I don't know if my pillow boy was actually there. He may have been there. 
Um, but they were they were a lot of people, and they go through all of the stuff about when when Fox called Arizona, what happened. Trump was watching up in the um, residence. He wasn't down with everybody at the super spreader event, eating beef sliders. Uh, and then he got him. Everybody gathered there and goes, uh, Jared, you call Rupert, and then uh, you you call the decision desk, and you start, and then and they go through all of that stuff. And as we pointed out, I guess it was last week that they ended up firing the people at the Fox News decision desk who accidentally were completely right about Arizona. <laughs> they they went through all the machinations leading up to the election about, God, we are so proud of this decision desk at Fox. We poured so much into it. It's such an independent thing. It has nothing to do with politics. And Sean Hannity will not be a part of it. And so, so they did well, that, the right that, thing. Well, you know what? And, and up until last week. Right. They they actually lived up to that. They they really did live up to that, and um, and then they didn't. It, right until they didn't. Right. They, they fired. Until they caved. Yeah. Yeah. The decision desk, which did exactly what it was supposed to do, it, and they were so proud of it, and they touted it, and they they brought them on the air. And Chris Wallace goes, "You're a geek, aren't you?" And he goes, "Yes, I am. I'm a geeky Rick. nerd. That's I'm Rick. a big." Fan. I, I, I don't think you understand what decision desk means. It means we've made a decision. You're fired. Okay. That's what that I've been means. a part of the decision desk. I've been on the decision desk before, as it turns out, and I, I wasn't even aware. So right. that's really good. Right. The acting chief of the Capitol Police apologized to Congress today for the agency's massive security failures on the 6th of January, acknowledging during a closed-door briefing that the department knew there was a strong potential for violence but failed to take adequate steps to prevent what she described as a terrorist attack. Uh, there's going to be a vote of no confidence uh, among the leadership of the Capitol Police, which will probably lead to some people actually getting fired who probably deserve to be fired, Brad. That, that's what's happening, at least today, in Washington, D.C. Well, yeah, well, they, they, they've got to point the fingers down, okay? The, uh, the fingers can't be pointed up to... Uh, you know, uh, people in the military or in the National Guard who either caved to Donald Trump's bullshit uh, the day before when, when you know, he was making the uh, statements that there, there could easily be 10,000 people. That, I, that would get my attention. That would get my attention. But apparently it, it, it didn't get enough attention for, uh, for everyone involved there so and plus it doesn't this, this doesn't address the bad actors within the capitol police that may have helped usher the people right. to the steps of the capitol building itself which we've actually seen on some audio i love this i love how you see things on video and it's like oh my god you can see them in georgia with the briefcases full of votes and that proves fraud but somehow when you see people pull barriers back and show people oh why don't you just go up these steps and break out some windows that's not definitive proof that perhaps there were people within the Capitol Police that may have been bad actors in this entire situation. I love that. Uh, that that's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. The articles of impeachment were transmitted from the House to the Senate because that's how it works. Yesterday, we've already seen massive hand-wringing from people like Rand Paul that this is just the worst thing ever, and this is a sham, and Mitch McConnell should not entertain such ridiculousness, even though he's not in charge of the Senate anymore, as it turns out. Right. And- well, let's. Let, hang on. Let, let, let's go to the the, the uh, person to, to watch in this right now. Besides, obviously, McConnell, who uh, I I don't count on him. You know, as the uh, the trial happens, suddenly coming out and saying that you know, I'm going to vote to uh, convict Trump 
and uh, we we must uphold the the rule of law. And I, I don't look for that. I don't anticipate it. And uh, any news story that I hear where where people said, you know, people are saying that Mitch McConnell has said he's still got an open mind, you know, uh, how many times this is Lucy in the football a million times. And until, and until, until you make the actual decision to do the right thing, you can always count on Mitch McConnell to do the selfish thing to uh, help him maintain or to reattain power in this case to do whatever it takes. Everything he's doing is about getting the Senate back in his control in 2022. That's all that matters. Nothing else matters. And so he will make the calculation at the time. And uh, the person now, I think, to watch, it'll be interesting because he would be a, a bellwether as to just how pathetic the Republican Party is right now. And it is pathetic. I mean, when you look what's going on in Oregon, when you look what's going on in Arizona, yeah. you know the Oregon Republican Party announcing yeah. a, it's it's a false flag. It was a fake. It was it was really lefties. It was yeah, liberals to be, to be dressed honest. up. Right. But to right. be fair, Cindy McCain was being a tremendous asshole. I mean, to be fair, I mean they really no. did this. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 She 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 really was out of out of control. Oh, that was crazy. Right. But 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 uh, uh, anyway. Uh, Senator Rob Portman of Ohio says, uh, no Moss, I'm done. I don't want to be a part of this shit anymore. The, it, it's gotten so crazy that even a standard Republican hack like mm-hmm. me, who, who does compromise and make deals to, uh, get some government done, uh, when possible. Although during the, uh, last four years under Trump, he was, he was a, a, a suck up. He laid down. I oh, never sure. heard him. I never heard him make a speech. But we'll pretend we'll go along with the news coverage that says, "Well, Rob Portman's a moderate. Oh, he's a he's reasonable Republican, and he just he right. He just cannot uh, uh, fathom and does not want to countenance the uh, radicalness of the Republican Party now being taken over by quote unquote the crazies, and he's going to retire. All right. With that said, Senator Portman. You're now not subject to being primaried or being uh, attacked for any reason politically that you would or should care about. Clearly, now you're going to vote to convict Donald Trump. The I evidence, you know, you. but but that but that's exactly the point. In, yeah. in other words, we, we've uh, we've crossed the, the the river so many times and asked, you know, what will it take? And um. You know, the the uh, the evidence is going to be so overwhelming. I mean, this I, and, and again, let, let's play the game. Here's what they say on TV. And while well, the Trump team is preparing its defense right now and, and these two weeks are good. No, there is no defense. There's no fucking defense. There's no there Trump are, team. There's no. <laughs> right. There's no Trump team. And there's, there's no, no comp. You know, I, I love it. So apparently it's it's now two, two hack lawyers from South Carolina who are going to be his defenders, uh, guys who've uh, defended some other uh, sleazeballs. But one thing, mark it down, it's true. Trump really had to go to the Confederacy to find lawyers <laughs> to defend him for uh, trying to overthrow the government. Because 
they've got experience in that yeah, in South Carolina, right? Why don't you yes, go to the state where it all started? Where it all started in 1860. You never could figure out whether the Republican Party was the party of Abraham Lincoln or Robert E. Lee, and we figured it out. We got there. Uh, I think the uh, I think the jury is in on that one. We don't need a trial. As it turns out, we got this. So but you're already seeing the the hand wringing and the oh why are we doing this and where's the unity and oh my god uh, he's already out of office. This is such a useless exercise. Will these Democrats, for God's sakes, at long last have some shame, Brad? That's what we're that's what we're hearing from the Rand Pauls and the Lindsey Grahams of the world and the Josh Hawleys. Josh Hawley is now. The biggest asshole in the Senate, Ted Cruz. If you were trying to retain the title, I know you are so far behind. I feel bad for Ted Cruz. I mean, so he, far behind. Th- that that was his thing. He was he was the goat, the greatest of all time, <laughs> right now, and he's lost that title. Ted uh, Cruz is now Michael Jordan during the Washington Wizards years. He's getting his ass kicked on a, on a daily basis, and this young up. Start this Josh Hawley. He's you know he's the man right now. He's LeBron. He's whooping your ass six ways till Sunday. Come on, Raphael, get back in the game. I know you can be a bigger asshole than this. You're letting this this young whippersnapper kill you. It, it, it's disturbing. So uh, they're, they're, the the Republicans are trying to poo-poo this entire effort uh, to uh, impeach Donald Trump. And of course, the the holy grail of this is you then have the vote after that. He's already been impeached to remove him from office. And then the other vote, of course, would be to uh, make sure that he can never run for federal office again. That's but, the holy grail. Well, but only if you uh, get him convicted. Right. If you're convicted, you convicted, you got to get part one before you can right, get to right, the bonus right. round. Right. And, and that, uh, I, I, you know, at, at this hour, at this moment, that's not likely that they're going to get the, uh, the the 16 or 17 that they're going to need. But uh, it's going to be. I don't want to say hilarious. Mm. Okay, I'm going to say hilarious to hear what the argument is going to be in defense of what happened in the uh, 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 six-hour period between about uh, uh, 1 and 7 o'clock p.m. on January 6th, 2021, um, because the uh, amount of video... And audio, the audio is more important now than the video, mm-hmm. the audio of people uh, watching Trump at that rally, the one where he says, uh, I'm going to walk down to the Capitol with you and sounding like Jerry Lewis. It's a Capitol. By the way, every, every time I hear that, I can't help but laugh. I, I'm pretty, sorry. It is pretty stark. It's a capital. Um, but, but the Capitol. I don't think you're even being all that hyperbolic. It's kind of, it kind of is like that. That's kind of how right, it but, is. But the, the, uh, the, the matching up of uh, everybody's uh, uh, cell phone video with the uh, actual you know, high-quality network video of Trump saying things like, uh, we've got to go to the Capitol, and then the the jump cut to the people out in the crowds. Yeah, we're going to the Capitol. We're going to go get them. Uh, you know, this is what you pray for if you're a prosecutor, right? I think so. <laughs> right. I mean, th- this is as if there were seven cameras trained on that little side area yeah. of the house in Brentwood with <laughs> color high definition video of OJ right. hacking the shit 
out of his uh, ex-wife, right? LJ goes, I can't wait to kill Nicole. I can't wait to cut her head off. Right. Yes, the, the, if there was something like that. Right. So the, the, uh, uh, the, the evidence is incontrovertible. And then you get to match up what Trump said every day, every week, every month even, after the election – and uh, you have whipped up and souped up a segment of the country. A subset of it decides to uh, leave on a jet plane and don't come back again to Washington, D.C. and listen to you in person. Because, you know, it is one thing, and I'll, I'll, I'll relate this to you, Britt, because uh, any other way you wouldn't understand it. You love the Pearl Jam, but you love to see him in person more, right? 11 times i'd like to see them again sure exactly and it's just not the same to to hear recordings of them compared and and for these people it was it wasn't enough to see trump on tv it wasn't enough to see trump on twitter you had to see the man you had to see the man and uh at that moment uh trump did the worst thing that a uh, united states president i believe has ever done in 230 some years this is the worst thing that a president has done to his own country you can you can say anything you want about uh presidents lying about uh yeah. a war or this oh, but it th- th- they never did it they never did it with the uh the the malice of forethought to damage and hurt the country itself in service of keeping themselves in office. I mean, right. Lyndon, jo- Lyndon Johnson said about the war in Vietnam and, and what he knew early on, it was terrible. But at, at no time, even now, all these years later, would you say, yeah, the reason Johnson uh, uh, loaded up Vietnam with uh, 600,000 men is because he thought it would get him reelected. That's not what he wasn't thinking quite that way. All right. Nothing. No one has ever been this selfish about themselves in office compared to Trump. No one. It's, it's yes. never been close. The violent overthrow of the government is, that's a bad thing. Or at least I used to think we were, again, we're into some nebulous territory right. where Josh, Josh Hawley and Rand Paul and Lindsey Graham are going to excuse it. I mean, yeah, but yeah. And, and, and when you said that, it's the worst thing a president has ever done. Who's playing for second place now? Essentially, you're playing for second place. You can talk about bombing Cambodia. You can talk about Andrew Johnson doing this, that, and the other. You can talk about Buchanan being just a complete oaf and a fool. Everybody else is playing for second place. (laughs) That's what's going on right now. You're right. That's the, The absolute gold standard is to take a mob of white terrorists and tell them to go march up to the the Capitol and lynch Mike Pence. When you hear that this didn't even happen during the Civil War, they were never able to cross the Potomac, the the the, uh, the Confederacy, and take over Washington D.C. It didn't happen. It was defended uh, right. in a way that it never. But it just happened three weeks ago. It and and, and you know that picture of the guy running through the the uh, the chamber with the Confederate flag. If if that doesn't bother Republican senators who sure don't connect a- that to what Donald Trump said, you know I, I understand, but but they are and and uh, sure again, sure, sure it's a coincidence that he had the rebel flag, right? Just right. Like Somebody a, just handed it to it him. Right. To be a 
coincidence that every Nazi group ever waves the Confederate flag and finds inspiration in it. I'm sure it's an absolute. It's just a coincidence, Brad. It's just right. a coincidence. Every yeah, time right. that- he was waving it because he believes in states' rights. I understand that it was a states' rights. Flag. It was a big states' rights rally. That's what, yeah. what happened at the Capitol, and that's yeah. what they were. It's just a coincidence that every time that someone gets murdered by the police, it happens. Happens to be a black guy. I mean, it's just, it, it's just a coincidence. There's 150,000 coincidences in a row. That's what coincidences are, Brad. A pattern of behavior. Don't you understand that? Can't you just wrap your mind around that? I'm My trying. God. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. So, the question is, what, what is second place in terms of the worst thing ever done by a president? Because this is, without question, well, the I, I think you- I, I can't believe how stupid you are. You know it was the Obama in the tan suit at the White House press briefing that one day. That was terrible. That was well, that, horrible. That's competing for second worst, that and the blowjob from Clinton. Those are the two things right. that are the worst thing that a president has ever done. Well, give us a call. But to, to be to be fair, uh, uh, Bill Clinton did give birth to a whole new genre on Pornhub, pizza delivery. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he started that. I was the guy. I always wanted to, and by the way, I'm not familiar with that website that you were talking about. I've, I've never seen that. Uh, I've always wanted there to be a porn movie where the guy shows up with the pizza, just delivers it and goes away. I always wanted that to be the thing. <laughs> uh, it says here, Biden holds his first phone call with Putin. He raises the Navalny arrest. Isn't the saddest thing, and this is really, to me, the tragedy, that Donald Trump's Twitter account was taken away, and over the weekend, we couldn't see him tweet support for Putin and to put down the, the raging crowds and to talk about how awful they were in Russia. Brit, how Black Lives Matter must have orchestrated that protest in Russia, right? Britt, I've said you know five times to Jane, in between times she says to me, oh, there's a package, go get it. But in between those times, <laughs> I, I've said to her when, when things have been happening the last few weeks, we are so fortunate not to have to uh, 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 listen or be subjected to what Trump would be tweeting about, you know, X uh, uh, occurrence the last few weeks. I mean, it, it really, really is a uh, a good thing. And, and and you know what? Here's the, for instance, what we we're talking about right at the beginning. Trump would have, because this is what he would do, he would have supported Joe Biden's watch. Mm-hmm. He would, right? That's what he would have done. In this, He would say, in the sake of unity, well, you know, he would do something like that. And yeah. and everyone would go, oh, wow, that's so cute. That's so nice, right? right. He would have done something like that. But um, uh, it's, it's refreshing. It's nice. It's good to... Uh, to have taken that megaphone away from him, that, that one way, that one way uh, entrance ramp into everybody's head. I mean, it's good. It's exactly. that one move by Jack Dorsey and the people at Twitter has improved American life. So great. It's been, it's been, it's been amazing, right? Well, yes, except the problem is it's like um, Republicans who now, and there aren't very many of them are almost pretending to be outraged over their near-death experience three weeks ago at the hand of Donald Trump's mob, that this is the line. And uh, we had 10 in the House who said he should be uh, impeached and convicted. 
And uh, we don't know how many Republicans in the Senate are actually going to say, yeah, uh, being threatened within an inch of my life is uh, enough to wake me up. And uh, I've been wrong for the last four years. And as far as Twitter and or Facebook right now, uh, tossing him off a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, great. Except you were the problem for five years. You did nothing. And every time it was brought up, every time it was brought up, you made a a lame free speech argument and you had a presidential exemption for hate speech, for for lies and for other things that have gotten uh, uh, far less famous people tossed off. Brit, our best friend, has been tossed off of Twitter. He doesn't know why. And we don't know why. He does not know why. And he is not a hate speech. He doesn't do that shit. And, and, And he is caught up in this. That being said, I'm willing to trade our our friend collateral damage off of Twitter collateral damage for for whatever uh, Trump was was actually doing, and now the my my pillow guy. And and by the way, we have to also point the fingers while we're pointing here, uh, not just at Fox, but CNN, which has been part of really the resistance for, for four years. That's fair to say. I don't think they would are, you know, they, they're, I think it's a great channel. I think they present the news very, very well, but in, in terms of their opinion, it's about 90, 10 liberal and they have a few conservatives and, and, and that's the end of it. But what they did during the 2016 campaign, beginning, beginning in 2015 in covering Trump's rallies no commercials, all the way through, no commentary, no nothing, giving him free airtime to spread it across the country day after day, helped him get elected. And they only did it because Trump moved the ratings needle. He did it for them. And they knew that if they didn't run those rallies and it was over on Fox, they would lose viewers. So they said, all right, we're in, and we can we can justify it by saying, "Well, a presidential candidate giving a, that's news," and they went with it. So they helped put Donald Trump where he is. And uh, all these years later, if you were part of that problem, then you're still part of the problem now. No matter what you have done in the interim to to uh, fact check or make you know the last year, three years of three of, of, of Daniel Dale the great CNN fact checker mm-hmm. uh, just to, is great, but it does not make up for the fact that you wouldn't have had to have hired Daniel Dale to be the CNN fact checker. If you hadn't helped Donald Trump, if you hadn't played into his hands and you hadn't given him millions, it was estimated. I believe it was billions of dollars of free commercial network airtime during the 2016 campaign so it 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 isn't if you were willing to give him that then you have a lot to account for right now and so i i I just think we we need to get that that on On the record record. are you rooting for in the super bowl is the tampa bay buccaneers with tom brady is it patrick mahomes the kansas city chiefs and if the Bucks do win, does Tom Brady refuse to go to the White House to shake Joe Biden's hand? Um, the answer is neither of them will refuse to go to the White House. Both will go. 
And Britt, you you uh, committed the the uh, the cardinal media bias sin yesterday of publishing what looks to be a 15 year old picture of Tom Brady and Donald Trump playing golf, making make it come on. Here's what you did. You made it seem as if Tom Brady is best friends still with Donald Trump. And you know, he is not, you know, he is I not. I don't know that. I also know that he hasn't sworn off Donald Trump. And by the way, Donald Trump was an asshole 15 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. That. 50 years ago, and you knew who he was. I mean, you may not have known that he was going to be a guy that, that fomented insurrection, but Tom Brady has not forsworn or, or spoken out against Donald Trump during the White House. He's not said, I don't like that. what that guy is now. You've never heard Tom Brady say that. All right, but not I predict... I predict, I predict that, that either of them, either of those teams, will go every one of them, yeah. everybody on the team, either coach... Mm-hmm. Even uh, even Bruce Aarons, the uh, coach of Tampa Bay, who looks like he led a motorcycle rally in South Dakota this summer. That's why I like him a lot, right? <laughs> he looks like that guy, doesn't he? Bruce Aarons always looks like he's polished off a five-pound chicken burrito. Why, yeah. is that, why does that guy always and look And so like does Andy Reid. I mean, you know what? That's a great part of the game. Those two guys, they, they really look – they really look like America, but uh, I, you know what? I, I don't. I don't hate either of those teams, and uh, you can't you know, say, say what you want about Brady. I mean, he. You know what? He's this generation's George Blanda. Oh and, God! And, and, and by by the way, Brady playing at a lot higher level than George Blanda did in the last yeah. year or so. Kick some but, field goals, asshole! Then show me. That you're no, he George played quarterback. Blanda. He played quarterback. He did. When he was that's, like sixty, he's out there kicking field goals, and Tom Brady couldn't kick anything. He can right. blow me. Oh no, no, forget right. it. You're you're rooting for Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And that's no, no the I end. am. No, no, I am. I, no, I'm 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 for the Chiefs. I'm yeah. definitely for the Chiefs. But uh, I'm I'm a little bit uncomfortable because. Yeah, they need to change the name of that team. That's that's Indian uh, uh, motif, also, isn't it? Remember the 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 big congratulatory tweet after the Super Bowl last year about how the uh, the Chiefs had represented the great state of Kansas. You remember that? Remember how Dickhead the Amazing said that? <laughs> yeah, we don't have to deal with that anymore. Great God well, Almighty! See, see, here's the thing: you you bring that up, and and the minute you said it, I remembered it. But then I thought, well, that's just part of the thousands thousands of things that just by themselves were indicators of senility ignorance stupidity and that it was the excusing of it it was well you know kansas city's actually in kansas and in missouri so he's not wrong and by the way yeah, and by the way, you now get to play the old obama game and use the word biden if joe biden ever God. made a comment that the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one pro football team in the state of Kansas, right? Right. That would be proof. That you better get the 25th Amendment tomorrow, right? Get him out of there, right? Wow. right? Great better is smooth. He's done. Right. And, and, and again, uh, and, and we mentioned this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and, and yesterday or the day before, the Post uh, finally ran the final tally but uh, Trump had gone over the famous 30,000 lie mark um, uh, well before he got out of office. And then he he cranked it up in the uh, the post-election period to get it, I think, close to 31,000. I mean, he he just went on a tear. It would be it would be as if uh, Henry Aaron was hitting 75 home runs a year at age 48. I mean, it, it was an, it was an incredible thing to see Trump 
right. the end, he never slowed down. He never slowed down in his lies. He he kept the the pace up at a a, a feverish level. And and again, you don't ever want to say this. You don't ever want to say records can't be broken because I guess any record theoretically can be. But I just don't think anyone's ever going to touch the uh, the thirty thousand plus lies of Donald Trump. And by the way, I also don't think anyone's ever going to come close to 302 rounds of golf in one term. One term. That's almost one out of four days playing golf. And uh, if he would have been reelected, he would have beaten that. He would have probably played four or 500 days of golf in a second term fucking off because he didn't have to even pretend to do shit to help him get reelected. And that's all he was ever doing when he did anything in his term, right? Nothing was ever for the people or to to help the country or to console people who needed help until a gun was held to his head or or a flag was put at half staff because somebody told him, God damn it, you better put the fucking flag down when John McCain is dead, whether you liked him or not, all those kind of things. But if he got a second term, nothing. Just absolutely nothing. And and think of all those government agencies that he gutted and the ones that he didn't 100% gut, he filled with hacks and losers and, and inadequately prepared people and folks whose mission was to destroy the very government agencies to which they were appointed to. If that would have gone on another four years, oh, my. And you know he already had about I think he's got like twenty five or thirty percent of all federal judges now appointed in that first yeah. term. That would have continued unabated. That would you know he would have more than half of all the federal judgeships, um, people that the Trump appointed. And and putting aside that enough of them at least apparently did get a legitimate law degree, that none of them decided that it was a good idea to overturn the election. Without any evidence, good for them. But believe me, they go back to to their type and to their federalist uh, society um, uh, pedigree, and they're clerking for Clarence Thomas and all that shit. There's a million of them out there who are in there. And uh, I mean, you already saw it a couple of days ago. And here's a story that didn't get a lot of attention, but I thought it was disgusting. The Supreme Court in a 6 to 3 ruling and of course the uh the three Trump triplets were part of that 6 they threw out all the cases having to do with the lawsuits over the emoluments clause that Trump lined his pockets that he used the government to to make money that he uh, got people to stay in his hotel at inflated prices that he uh, helped his family out which all is absolutely positively true, and the court threw it out on a technicality and said the cases are moot because Trump isn't president anymore. So I guess this is how it works. If you're a CEO and you can loot the company, you can steal from the safe, if you can cook the books and um, uh, embezzle money while you're the president of the company, all you need to do is retire from the company, and then you can't be prosecuted for that crime. Is that how that is that how it works in the real world? Is that how it works? Yeah, because it's moot. You're not there anymore in the job. But no, no, you you took the money. You stole the money. Um, so that that so that is remember. Uh, yes, the the courts did their job the last couple months as they should. Again, we congratulate 
people who just do their jobs correctly as as being heroes of America. And I guess when you're uh, descending into an authoritarian, totalitarian society, people who stand up to that are in some ways heroes. But they will go back to, to making the kind of uh, outrageous anti-consumer, anti-environmental, um, overly pro-business, anti-union decisions that uh, they have it in their DNA to make over the next few years when given the opportunity. And if uh, you ever want to play the elections have consequences card with the courts, oh, my God, it's bad. But this is a case of where it really could have been way, way worse, way, way worse. For instance, you know, Merrick Garland is now the uh, he's going to be the attorney general. So he was able to leave his job on the Court of Appeals there. And Biden gets to appoint somebody to succeed him. And and he'll probably pick a younger person. Merrick Garland's in his 60s. He'll pick somebody in his 40s. Had that not happened, first of all, Merrick Garland wouldn't have retired. He'd still be a judge, but he might have died. And Trump would have been able to appoint the uh, person who uh, was going to succeed him in that very important uh, court of Appeals there in D.C., right below the Supreme Court. So I mean, uh, it, 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 that's a big deal. And uh, we talked about this before the election. Democrats are lucky because, again, they did not emphasize the courts, did they? You didn't hear much about it. You didn't hear much about it. But, boy, uh, on the other side, the Republicans, that was one of the excuses even. That was one of the enabling things that made the, the deal right with Trump. Yeah. Hold your nose and vote for Donald Trump because we need the babies to, to have a heartbeat. You right. need these jets in there. That's, that's all it's about. Right. So uh, uh, we we dodge that bullet. And uh, I guess maybe uh, when you're, you're, you're trying to win uh, an election down in the trenches and you're trying to win Georgia, a Senate election, it, it, would, it would be too much to ask to, to, to use the fact that if you could just get a Raphael Warnock and uh, Ossoff in there, then um, the federal courts won't be skewed towards Donald Trump and Republicans for the next generation. It's not what people were really thinking about. So, I mean, I understand it, but, you know, we're we're uh, East Coast elites and we think about those kind of things. Right. That's exactly right. That that's and, that's and, what we do. And Rolexes. That's all we think about. Right. Right. And, and, and by the way, that picture, that picture you have of Tom Brady and uh, Trump, you notice how thin Trump is compared to, to what he looks like now. Now, of course, Tom Brady, he's like fucking Rob Lowe. doesn't matter what year the picture is. He looks the same. He's 12 years old in that picture. He looks 13 today. Right. That's basically Tom Brady. Right, 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 right. All right. Uh, enough damage inflicted for one day. That's for sure. So in that's in fact, uh, we ran long into the next show. Over time. Okay. But we can do that because... Podcast. Brad and Brit.com.